0: Are up two to one over the Hurricanes. We have game four coming up on Thursday. But before we get there, we've got to talk about. Game three, this is Family Face-Off, presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On car insurance, I'm Courtney Laughlin, joined in studio by producer Dan Nolan. Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic, you're back in studio. I
1: had so much fun last time, I had to do it again. <laughs> and Thanks oh, yeah. for having me.
0: And oh yeah, we've got Dad in Carolina. What's up, Dad? Dad? N- not much, but it's a big show with
2: Tarek back in that. I'm house. in your you seat. He did say- a great job. Last time he was in with us, we have never had a repeat performer on our show. Oh, okay. That's how good you were, Tara.
1: I appreciate that, Locker. And I know you said I can't become an adopted member of the family. I'm too old, <laughs> but I'm but I'm in your seat. You I'm actually know, across sitting across from your
0: Keep <a laughs> it warm for you. Keep That's it warm for you. That's always my seat. Yeah,
3: you got to be careful. He might keep that seat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we had a lot of fun, Tarek, with you back on the show, so you're back. So before we get into kind of moving on to the next game that the Caps are playing in Game 4 on Thursday, we've got to talk about Game 3. So real quick, I want to get from both of you guys a quick thought on Game 3. Dad, let's start with you. One thought about Game 3.
2: Canes played their absolute best game they could possibly play, and the Caps played absolutely their worst they could have played and that's why they were drubbed, 5 nothing. What
0: about you, Tark?
1: I think it was the wake-up call that this Capitals team needed. I think they got away with some stuff in games one and two, and that was uh, a-, a glass of cold water to the face, and hopefully uh, that'll be enough.
0: I want to see the Caps move on. Uh, they have two days off but. Between- uh, between now and their next game, game four. So move on, regroup mentally, and regroup physically. So those are kind of like our quick thoughts, but let's now dive deeper into what the hell happened in game three did anything go right you guys Tark what did you see did anything go right
1: no it didn't uh <laughs> as, as as Jay Gruden once famously said when when I asked him what happened uh with Mark Sanchez I said did anything go right no nothing went right it all went <laughs> it all went wrong uh and and that was exactly what we saw last night I, I I felt like from the opening minutes there seemed to be a lack of urgency a lack of energy uh, I felt like the Carolina Hurricanes you know, they fed off their crowd. That crowd can get a little nuts down there. Um, I was actually at MedStar Capitals Iceplex watching the game. I was watching my son's tryout while watching the game on 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 a flat screen that was mounted to the wall. And I walked away for a second, and I heard ooh, and so I had to go running back, and that was Ovi knocking out Svechnikov, which is, like, the only thing that game should be remembered for. The rest of it, burn the tape.
0: <laughs> and so, Dad, this actually is an interesting question. Obviously, everybody was watching that Ovi hit, and look, Alex Ovechkin, what, four fights in his career, not known to be a fighter. He fought None of the playoffs. Non- none of the playoffs. He fought 19-year-old Shve- Oh, my gosh, I'm going to butcher his name. Svechnikov. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: nailed, it. Right? You yeah, nailed it. it. Yeah, you got it. I got it. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Credit um, where credit's due dad most of the time look when when players fight they're trying to get something going that didn't seem to work in my mind in the cap's favor it seemed that that fight actually energized the hurricanes instead of the capitals
2: yeah when you look at that you know it's unusual for ov to be fighting in the first place you know some of his belts in the past or dubinsky you know gosted guys like that that he's fought um I looked at it. He looked frustrated. I thought the team was frustrated at the point. It was just about 11 minutes in. They were trailing one to nothing. He thought maybe that would spark some life into his hockey club. I thought they had a great first five minutes, guys. And Morozik, who was awful in the first period, in the first two games, was dynamite stopping back-to-back shots from Nick Backstrom and their line out there to start the game, who were terrific. And it looked like he got frustrated. Svechnikov had met him last year in the playoffs in Vegas. They're two Russian countrymen. I'm not sure if there's any love lost between them or if they have any you know, outside discussions uh, about one another. But I just thought it was a turning point that I thought could have went either way. The way he was knocked out, I think, was a rallying cry to Carolina. Mm-hmm. The fact that they went down to 10 forwards, actually, I thought improve their chances because as a player you're sitting on the bench you know you're going to play a lot you also get some confidence knowing that the coach has to throw you out there you want to prove the coach that you can play big minutes and to me so it sort of backfired that's how I would best say it that it backfired on the caps and they could not recover and Tarek mentioned the fans it was the craziest building (laughs) I had been in in a long time uh, they were craving playoffs. It's been 10 years since it's been here. And to me, the fight energized their team. It motivated Brenda Moore. I could see him very being very animated on his bench when that happened. And all of a sudden, it was lights out for the Caps. As quick as it was lights out for Svechnikov with those three punches.
0: So there was lots of energy then at PNC Arena. Dad, did you see any of the tailgates happening before the game?
2: Well, yeah, we, when we came in the morning, there was actually absolutely none, which I thought as a surprise because there was a country singer from down here that said he was going to tailgate from 10 o'clock on. That didn't seem to materialize, but when we got there at 4 o'clock, Uh, People were playing ball hockey. The parking lot was absolutely jammed. It sort of sits out in the middle of nowhere. It's much like, for Caps fans out there, the old Caps Center in Landover, where the rink is dropped in and around it is just surrounded by parking lot. And they were playing ball hockey. They were having their music on. So it was quite the affair here in Raleigh. And and that, you know what, could do problems for the Caps in Game 4 coming up because, That crowd, I think, will even be more in it. If the Caps had won that game, maybe Thursday the fans wouldn't really be pumped up. But I think right now they really are, and they're really excited about the young team they have here.
0: Well, this was the first time that the Caps had been shut out. Um, they weren't shut out at all last year in the playoffs. This is their first time in a, in a while that they've been shut out in a playoff game. I want to talk to you guys about a trend, though. I mean, look, we've watched now three games, Caps versus the Canes. The Caps haven't overly dominated the Carolina Hurricanes at all. The games, in my mind, have been pre- pretty evenly matched. The one thing, though, is that Carolina has out-tempted the Caps at all strengths, at 5-on-5, five five, they've out-attempted the Caps 153-90 to 90 attempts 5-on-5, five five, and the Caps have the fewest shots on net among any of the 16 team playoff teams. What do you guys make of that? And, 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 you know, there's a big discussion of quality versus quantity, and we know that the Caps kind of M.O. is, okay, we want to take the quality shot and not the quantity shot. Targ, what's your opinion on that? Is that something that you think needs to change in this series?
1: I, I do – embrace the quality over quantity I I do think you can you can um, get caught up in funneling pucks to the net and they aren't quality shots and uh, it, it, it doesn't really help your team and when you have a high skilled team like the capitals guys who are some of the best finishers in the league you can get away with 25 26 27 shots but when you're down around 18 you're really kind of hurting yourself I, I think maybe you're not giving yourself enough chances Um I I would like to see them have some more sustained pressure. I feel like there are a lot of one and dones um for for them I make make Morazic work. I mean, we've seen him struggle at times already in the series and I think if you give him, you know, um uh just two or three shots in that first period, four or five shots, that can let his confidence grow. Um the second period was ridiculous. I mean, that was, I think they had one shot. One shot. Yep. I, I mean, that's that's crazy. That's almost that's almost Hard to do, I mean, I think it's the first time in capital's history they've done that on the road in the playoffs, but I a mean, one shot just means you aren't working hard enough for your chances. I'd like to see that number. I don't think you need to bombard them with thirty seven thirty eight shots, especially if sixteen of them are six feet over the net and cracking off the glass and starting the breakout for the other team. I mean, I understand the the importance of um of quality, but you're letting them off the hook with just eighteen
0: mm-hmm. Dad, what do you think Um uh- well, I think
2: there's a real good discussion here about quantity versus quality. You know, you listen to all the, you know, the analysts around the NHL. and I was just listening to the NHL network and listening to Kevin Weeks, a former goalie and analyst. And, you know, he said, oh, any shot's a good shot in the playoffs. You got to make the goaltenders work. And I'm sort of on that side. I understand the philosophy that the Capitals have about the quality shots. The problem I have with quality shots versus Carolina. If you make one boo-boo and you make one little lateral pass or hook-off or drop pass, they are so quick at backtracking that they're going the other way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tarek mentioned zone time. So now the Caps don't have zone time. Now they're chasing. Now I thought they were very fatigued because of the time spent in their own zone defending. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get up ice quick enough to burn their defensemen, who, by the way, have great mobility and great speed. When you look at Slavin, Pesci, Falk, uh, guys like that, they have tremendous ability to get back and recover. So I would like to see a change a little bit come Thursday. I would like to see the change to quantity over quality, to start at least, to set the tone, to put Pox at Morazic, to make him struggle with second and third follow-ups. In that game, if you watch closely, there was very few follow-up shots And to me, you only get follow-up shots by putting initial shots on the net. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think they made them work. There were no rebounds other than the first five minutes flurry by the Caps top line. There was nothing. Look at the players who had zero shots. You go down the list for the Caps, and it was mostly a lot of the third-line guy. I don't even think Haglund, Eller, or Connolly had a shot on net. Not good enough. That was supposed to be the strength of this team to have uh, three lines and four lines that can fly out there and generate offense. And if that's not happening, as a player sitting on the bench— You actually do watch some of the trends. You watch the shot clock, and you can feel better if you've got volumes of shots. You may not feel like you're maybe getting the right side of the dice when they're not all going in, but you do get excited in momentum. Mm -hmm. You feel better as a team. And to me, for Thursday, the one thing I want to see in that first 10 minutes is make sure they get pucks to the net. And I don't care if it's more north-south. Cut out the extralateral pass until you break them down, then utilize your skill. So that's sort of my two cents on quantity versus quality.
0: Dad, I remember when I was coaching in college and I I would always call you to say, hey, we need to work on this. We need to work on so-and-so. Do you have any drills? And one of the my favorite drills that I ever did as a coach was a shooting drill to not to score. So you're getting – and it sounds kind of crazy. How do you shoot not to score? And that's going, that's putting shots into places that create rebounds. And you said that, Dad, about creating rebounds. And that's what I want to see too. Pass the puck the off the do, pads. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Shoot it for the pad. I think it was the Columbus game. I can't remember who scored on a beautiful backhand. Um, by doing just that, there was a rebound, and it came out right yeah. to the side. yeah and they it was a beautiful backhand shot that's what we need to see in my mind more the the cats do a little bit more is shooting not to score shooting for those for those rebounds and so dad you mentioned what you want to see in game four let's jump ahead to game four what what do we say do we burn the tape from game three burnt burn it (laughs) (laughs) burn it but you know what
2: we can't burn it as a team with two days. I think it actually plays in the favor of the Caps. They have two j- days to digest and and discuss and hash out and readjust and reset and put in maybe a new wrinkle or two for the game plan on Thursday. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I, you know, they're going to practice. I hope. I think for a couple of days here and get ready for Thursday. And I, I really think Todd's a very good coach and very cerebral at making adjustments. And I expect a totally different game come Thursday from this Caps Club.
3: And again, the good news is that this was one game. Whether mm, it was yes. five to nothing or one to nothing. Tarek and I were talking about this before we started recording this. Uh it's still only one game. The caps are still up two to one. And so you know, the X's and O's talk, the mentality talk, all of that is great, and there are right. adjustments that have to be made. But the good news is they are still leading the series, which is not the case for a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference right now. Anyway, Game 4. And
0: and all of us, none of us said that the Caps were going to sweep.
3: No. So, no, it, no, I mean, it's no, not no.
0: that big of a surprise. Right. And, and if it if was going to be
3: a game, Game 3 at home. like, that's, like a, exactly. that's a playoff norm across sports.
0: Carolina comes in hot. They haven't played a game there in 10 years, so they had their fans behind them. So let's get to Game 4. I would expect to see some lineup changes yes. um, in particular. I think Christian Juice is going to be out. I would put Singenthaler in. He's a big body. He is physical. This has been a very physical series. I, I, don't care.
1: I, I, I don't care who you put in there, but Christian <laughs> Juice needs to come out. Yeah. Um, I, I've always been skeptical of his ability at this time of year simply because of the size. Right. I, I mean, look, it, the game has trended smaller you don't have to be a 6 foot 5, you know, Chris Pronger type to 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 play defense in the in the NHL anymore, but when you're 5'11, a buck 65, you start to wear down. It's it, this is this is crunch time. This is the this is when the big boys play, this is when you're playing the best teams. And I've always kind of uh, um wondered if he would be able to get it done. And last night as Grant Paulson said on Twitter, which just made me laugh, uh, there were four times that he yelled obscenities at the television, <laughs> based yeah. on misplaced by by juice. And I think I, I agree, Courtney. It's time to bring in Jonas Siegenthaler. If you got guys who are playing in the single digits, Craig, I, I almost think think you have to start rethinking the bottom of your lineup. I mean, and even maybe go outside the box. There's a guy named Devonte smith belly who's down in Hershey, who's been known for scoring some big goals. You got a dude who's playing seven, eight minutes and ain't doing a whole lot. Chandler Stevenson maybe it's time to maybe it's time to start you know rolling the dice a little bit and bringing some di- hey, I, look, you don't want to press any panic buttons just yet. right you're still up two to one but you got to start rethinking the guys who are not playing a whole lot and not, you've got to team.
2: think at this point of the series you know coaches don't like to make moves when they're winning they right. don't right. like to change the 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 setup that they have that's mm-hmm. been successful so I understand Reardon and his staff not making changes after winning the first two. He said, oh, let's try it the first game here in Raleigh. But I do expect, I wouldn't be surprised to see Boyden add a little mm-hmm. more scoring power on the fourth line. I don't, and I thought Siegenthaler, to be honest with you, would have been in last in game three, but he was not. So I expect him, his size, his mobility to handle the F1 and F2 come so hard, the first forward and second forward for Carolina, if you're not making a quick play, they're going to hand you in, which they have this series. They've had tremendous zone time in the offensive zone. So I think Siegenthaler can handle that. He can hold off the pressure a little better than Juice. I'm not sure Juice has come back as strong as he probably would have liked after that injury. I mean, yeah. he missed a lot of games. He, did. he hasn't looked the same. I think it's time. I, I think it's just time especially for him to have against, a look. Especially against a Carolina team that, that
1: has that kind of a forecheck. I mean, those yeah. guys are all yeah. over you. They're all over you really quickly. By the time you are a defenseman, Collecting the puck in the corner and turning, there are two guys on you or coming right at you. You don't have you don't have any time to spare there. And I think that you know getting some fresh legs like Jonas in there
3: could could maybe help a little bit. So let me ask you this then: It sounds like the first two lines were pretty good with and set no adjustments there, but there's a lot of names being thrown in. What names do you see on that third, fourth line, et cetera? Instead of just throwing them all out there, what are some exact lines you
2: would throw out there for? Okay, game four? I'm going to say that this is going to happen. I'm going to say. They're going to stick with the lineup they have. It's going to be 8-19-43, Haglund, Eller, and Conley I think will be together. The only adjustment they may make is maybe move Jake and Carl around. Mm-hmm. Or, guys, we've seen in the past, and Tarek, we've been around this team a long time, all of us have, they could flip-flop Backstrom and Kuznetsov. Right. Yeah. On the fourth line, I would think it would be Burakovsky, Dowd, and Boyd. And Chandler, unfortunately, would be out. And on the blue line, I think it would remain the same. Um, I just think that Siegenthaler coming in would add a good element alongside Brooks Orpik. I don't think they're going to mess up the top pairs, although I think you're going to see a lot more juggling come Thursday, because to me, it's a turning point game, and the coaches are going to have to make adjustments and make line changes, but I expect those two guys to be a big part of it.
0: I'm with you, and i I would start with the back end um that's where I see the biggest not and look the caps as we said, the caps are still up two one we're not in panic mode, we're not imploding, we're not exploding right here or, or at least not yet um and, but i I would like to see a bigger body back there, Tara, cause you mentioned the size of Christian juice and, and dad, you mentioned it. And we all saw he was part of the cap success last year in their Stanley cup run, but that doesn't mean that you can't add in somebody else that may help bring something else. Look, playoffs more than any other time in the season is all about minor tweaks and adjustment based on number one, your opponent. And based on number two, the scouting report and a game to game situationally, how that series is going. So, put Singenthaler in for game. You might put Christian Jusen the next game right after that, depending on how it goes. And so I just think it's for a coach to look at this situation. You just make small minor tweaks. You're not blowing it up. You're not switching all the lines. You're maybe adding in a guy and taking out a guy that you think could help make that one game. You're just focused on one game as a coach and how you're going to win that game. So in my mind, so in my mind, you're putting it in, I would put in Singenthaler and I would put in Boyd and I would take out Stevenson. That, that's what I would do.
2: And look at that, guys. And, and Tart might remember this a little better than me. I forget what game it was. Remember the Caps in Pittsburgh series last year. Backstrom out. They had to put in yes. Walker. They had to put in Boyd. And, and Wilson was out. were big changes in the lineup.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it paid off. Remember, Walker had an assist, and yeah, uh,
2: absolutely. And
1: uh, Chaseon scored a big goal, yep. and yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know what? Getting some of those young, you know, getting Siegenthaler some playing time. I, I think he has. A, he's going to play a big role in this team's future. Um, I I I think it's time to give him a shot. Let 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 him see. It's it's a tough time to get thrown into the fire, but you know what? I I I think it's time to to see him. I one thing this team has struggled with all series is breaking the puck out. They've had a tough time with Carolina's voracious forecheck, and they've got to find a way to um whether it's by changing the X's and O's, maybe tweaking the forecheck a little bit. They got to find a way to get smoother zone exits because it's killing them right now.
0: All right, so. That's what we want to look forward to in Game 4. You can catch that on Thursday. And, guys, the the Caps series, in my mind, has been relatively sane. It hasn't been that normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, it's been a good series. I think everyone's excited that the Caps are in the playoffs. But what about what is happening in other matchups around the NHL. I <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, let's Boston Toronto. That might be one of the craziest, physical, entertaining. Guys are out there literally trying to chop each other's heads off. I saw it's, one guy.
1: Yeah, I saw Kadri try to decapitate someone that well, day.
0: Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, there's not that the Caps <laughs> isn't Exciting, It isn't in own right, but the other playoff matchups, Tampa Bay, Columbus, what is happening? Yeah,
3: let's just start with We Tampa were all Bay. wrong like, about <laughs> our, with our predictions, right. by the way. We all thought it was going to go long. Yeah, actually, let's give a shout-out to Courtney. <laughs> Courtney did say on the last podcast that she thought that the Lightning were going to lose the first <laughs> Oh, that's round. right. I you did. did. I totally I did, forgot but about hey, that. Yeah. Knock on
0: wood, nothing's <laughs> happened yet as of the time of this recording. Right, Columbus is up 3 nothing. but what is going on? And I
3: also want to reference because – when we talked about how historic this team's regular season was a couple weeks ago, Craig was the first one to pump the brakes, and he said, well, the team they're getting compared to didn't do very well in the playoffs. Now, I don't care how well you thought they were going to do in the playoffs. No one thought that they were going to go down 3 nothing to start a series, no matter who they played in the playoffs. But, man, like for for that series, the Islanders went up 3 nothing immediately over the Penguins. Whew.
0: It, and dad, I want to, you know, you and I can talk about this because we've sat and we've watched those Columbus Tampa Bay games and we look at each other all the time and see, we say, Man, Columbus just plays tougher. They
1: work. They They work
0: work hard. They're in on the forecheck. They're physical. And I don't think right now Tampa Bay, they don't have the answer. They're so highly skilled, and we can compare it to the Caps of the past of, okay, the Caps are so talented, but they don't know how to win in the playoffs. And so I don't know if that's happening with Tampa right now. It could be. They just haven't found the way to play in the playoffs because they steamrolled teams in the regular season.
1: No game I'm, I'm going to make the argument right now. No game in North America changes more from the regular season to the postseason than hockey does. Uh, I I, I want I, I feel like the, the league gets harder every 20 games in the regular season. First 20, eh, everyone's kind of rusty and kind of finding their groove. By the time you get to the end of the season, teams are fighting to get in, and the games are pretty intense. Then you get to the playoffs, and it jumps 25%. I mean, the NBA – it gets a little more intense in the playoffs. I watch those games. The NFL looks the same to me. Like a playoff game at Foxborough in the second round is the same as a play is, is the same as a third week game at Foxborough during the regular they're just as intense. Baseball maybe a small ratchet up in intensity, but hockey it's a different game. you don't even recognize it. I mean, it's funny because I'll sit there with, like, my daughter or my wife who watch a little bit of hockey, but they're not huge fans. And they like, these guys are killing each other. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different – I mean, it's just so different. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are built the way the Capitals of the Boudreaux era were built, yeah. which was high skill, you know, score a lot of points, but you can't really grind out wins when the, the chips are down in the playoffs, when when it gets really hard. And we saw that last year – in games six and seven uh, between the Capitals and the Lightning, when Ovi started blocking shots and hitting everything that moved, Victor Hedman didn't want any more of that. Mm-hmm. He's a big man, but he, you could tell, and I know he hasn't played in a, little, in, in a couple of games because of the injury, but I mean, it, you could tell that that team was getting beat to a pulp by a bigger, more physical Capitals team, and I think you're seeing that again with the, with the Blue Jackets. And
3: just real quick, I mean, it, it should be known, and sorry, Craig, I'll, I'll let you go in a sec. This is a team that's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals a lot right. over the last five years. They've got so, some so, tired legs, too. And, it's and, been a lot of, of course, long runs. And, and, like, and so we don't want to just automatically say they aren't a playoff team overall. I mean, clearly they've been good enough to get to a very high level. Eastern Conference Finals is nothing to put, uh, pick your nose up at or anything like that. Uh, but, yes, Craig, it has been a pretty amazing thing to see how much they've struggled in the playoffs.
2: Well, you know, and I'll harken back to the last – Game the Caps played them. I think that really stung them. The way the Caps went in there and whipped them up there, and Wilson with the big fight and all yeah. those things, and it, I, I think it set them back a little bit. I, I really do. And I think the fact that you know, I think they came out of the game and everybody was talking about how they have to match toughness, how they have to be more physical, how they have to yada yada yada, and I think that's really hurt them. I, I think they've totally changed how their dna works Mm. which is highly skilled move the puck skate they've been so worried about hitting hitting after the whistle having scrums after the whistle trying to assert their toughness and that's backfired big time and and i just think (laughs) it plays right into the hands of columbus who i said on the last podcast i said I don't think anybody wants to play them in the mm-hmm. first round. I think they were playing the right way. They play harder than a lot of teams, and the competitive spirit in the playoffs. I don't think there's, like Tarek said, around the sports world. There's nothing that ramps up more than hockey. Every puck battle is magnified, and to me, that's what's wrong with Tampa. I think, you know, they're in deep trouble. I think Pittsburgh's the in five deep alarm trouble. fire. It is. No, I think. <laughs> They're running out of uh, uh, strength in Pittsburgh also. I, I just don't think they they're worn down yeah and Pittsburgh
1: has lost a key player or two yes. every year yeah. since Correct. since you know uh I guess they were at their height the, the first year they won the I'm sorry the second Crosby cup mm-hmm. and then they won again but they weren't quite as strong as they were the year before and I feel like there's been a slight drop off with with their roster with their depth every ever since um and it's hard to keep together a championship team Correct. everyone wants to get paid there's a salary cap ceiling And I think that's what's going on on with Pittsburgh. They're just not as good um, top to bottom as they were four years ago.
0: And kudos to Barry Trotz. I mean, we saw what he did last year here with the Washington Capitals and what was successful with him helping the Caps win their cup. And I think he's doing the same thing with the Islanders. I mean, turning a team that was terrible defensively last year into one of the best defensive teams. (laughs) It'll be interesting if both both the Caps and the Islanders will meet because it's literally like Barry Trotz playing against himself, which is – which How is
3: satisfying is it for Barry to knock out the Penguins on two different teams in back to back postseason? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to get
1: ahead of yourselves, but I mean, yeah. that would be just an amazing second round matchup. Um, that said, the one thing I kept thinking about as I was driving here this morning was the Caps can't blow this. They can't. The pathway is sort of opening up for them. Yep. The Lightning, probably going to be done the penguins they're in a world of trouble. You look at the islanders, I mean of course they're playing the penguins they they might be looking at a very short series and a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. The Capitals can still wrap this up in 5 games and be ready and rested to meet the penguins in the second round. I mean I'm sorry, the Islanders in the second round. Um just it just seems like the 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 events around the league are starting to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. For the Caps, and they just can't screw this up. If they do, they're going to regret this the rest of their lives.
0: Dad, so what's your game four prediction?
2: Game four prediction, I'm going to go four two Caps with an empty netter.
0: Oh, you're giving a real prediction, huh? Oh,
3: wow. Uh, We we should also paint the picture, you know, we're going to be back next week. So, <laughs> do we think this series is still going to be five games? Like, I think I think all four of us agree that was going to happen. You six. said six games. I think, I I think said that's right. six. Yeah. So we think that. I mean, you sticking with your uh, pick, Derek. I'm, I'm sticking with five. I,
1: I, 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 I think. Wrap it I think. I think Saturday. this was the this was the wake up call. The Caps need. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to get to business. I'm
2: sticking with 5-2. Okay. I am. I think they've got to finish them off. That's my yeah. biggest thing. It's like Tarek said, you don't want to let the Islanders finish off Pittsburgh early and then wait around. You want to have that same type of rest to get ready for the next
0: round. Can I backtrack? Can I say caps in five? Sure. <laughs> I, hey, look, I, I would like them to go in five. Um, I'm, I just don't know what type of Carolina team we're going to see on Thursday. And so I think that's why – I'm gonna stick with Caps and six. I just think that they're coming off a high. They're coming off one of the best games they might have ever played as a team in the entire season. So I'm gonna stick with six. Caps and six. Dan. Caps and five. Caps and
1: five. Not change my. Not change my mind now. Caps and five. All right.
0: I like that. So hopefully the Caps will be able to wrap it up in five or six games. Thanks, Tarek, for joining us again. Anytime. So nice we made it yeah. twice with Tarek. Yeah, Tarek, yes, yes. You can yes. check out his work you know, on you The know Athletic. What's good
2: about having Tarek on Family Face Off? He absolutely has to get up before 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got up at about ten twenty.
0: That mean, wait, so are you? A, are you a Taco Bell breakfast person? Does Taco Bell even have breakfast.
3: They do, and I've never had it.
0: Oh, the oh heck out really? This yeah. is
1: for next podcast uh, then, because yeah. the I'm a Taco Bell cor- aficionado, and I've never had the breakfast.
3: Is maybe one of the best Whoa. breakfast items out there.
0: Dad, have you ever had? To- I, don't, I don't even know if you've ever had Taco Bell, Dad. He's like,
1: sponsor what? our show.
0: <laughs> have you even had Taco Bell?
2: No, I've never had Taco Bell. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Dan, what are we oh going to do boy. with this guy?
2: Tark, we're going to have you again. Oh. Yeah, he's he's going
3: to stay in, to in your chair. I'm going to bring okay. breakfast.
0: No. <laughs> oh, Actually, boy. Yeah, yep. Yep. All right. Yep. 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 We're, we're wrapping it up. No more Taco Bell. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Family Face Off for Tarek Elbashir, Dan Nolan, Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan and Raleigh. We will catch you guys next week. This has been Family Face Off presented by Geico, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. See you guys next week. Hey.